Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb, dealer's choice. You want to do some coaching carousel or you want to talk playoffs? Oh, we got to go coaching carousel. Hell yeah. Who cares about the playoffs? You picked, you picked the right answer. All right, so let's let's start with AM. I think this is kind of the Do you believe that when they made the decision to move on from Jimbo that they had someone in mind already? You would think so given the timing of it because they had their mind made up prior to the 10th game of the season at a point in time where Jimbo Fisher could very well still post a record that was in line with every record he's posted uh during his tenure. So you would think, right, that, that maybe they already had it lined up. And if so, if that's the case, then it's got to be Elko, right? I mean, because he's the one they know. He's the one that's been rumored all along. Whereas if it's just somebody else who's in this rumor cycle, I don't know that, that they'd be that far along with them. So, I mean, if that was the case, then I feel like Mike Elko is the move. But uh, it's Texas A&M. Those boosters are wild. It's also quite possible that they have no plan whatsoever, and they're just going to go out. Um, and, and just try to swing for the fences. You know, though, I was trying to think back. Obviously, when Scott Woodward was there, he's now the AD at LSU. Woodward's philosophy is always just, like, hit the biggest home run you can. Like, go go and try to get the biggest name that you can. Like, I was thinking back before that, like, so Kevin Sumlin was at Houston. It was a, it was a, it was a hot G5 name, but it wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't hitting the biggest home run you could hit. Before that, was it was it the Shermanator? Mike Sherman? Yeah, they, yeah they, so they don't necessarily have a legendary track record. I mean, Jimbo was a big-time hire, but... And then I guess they took Francione from Bama, but Francione was upset with Bama because he thought they lied to him when he came over from TCU. But it's not like... like I, it's almost like because of the Jimbo hire and when Woodward was there, he kind of went splashy that... Everyone thinks that they're going to try and, like, swing for the fence, but that really hasn't been their history. Yeah, but the money controls so much of it there. I think probably even more so than almost anywhere else in the country, maybe aside from Texas. Texas A&M is is a booster-driven program. And Ross Buick, while I'm sure he has a say in all this. Oh, no, I'm with you. Ross Ross is not making this hire. Right. And so it's it's ultimately going to be – what what does that booster group want? What what are what are they? Are they dreaming of Deion Sanders uh, waltzing back to Texas with cowboy boots on? Right? Like what? Like what's going through their minds? Because they're the ones who had to come up with the money to fire Jimbo, 
And so, hey, uh, what what do they want? I don't know. I think they should probably want a good football coach. I, I don't think recruiting has to be the uh, the key the key driver anymore in this era because the NIL money and the resources and the facilities and all that they recruit themselves. You just need a competent football coach in there. And what was clearly evident upon Jimbo Fisher's arrival is that he he lost his touch, much like we see Chip Kelly losing his touch at UCLA. These guys who were offensive masterminds in the early two thousands. They aren't offensive masterminds anymore. The game has passed them by. And so you need somebody with a scheme and with a philosophy. Forget about the track record. Give, give, give me somebody who's done something in the last three to five years um, and bring them in to, to coach at Texas A&M and let the recruiting take care of itself. You can go out and get your players from the portal. You don't, you don't need the, the, to beat Alabama and Georgia in the high school recruiting stuff. Half those guys leave after their freshman year anyway. So, so go give me a guy who can actually coach some ball – uh, even if he's not splashy, even if he's not spectacular. So the thing that was a little interesting to me, because you mentioned it right there with Chip Kelly, reports yesterday surfaced, and these are not message board rumors. Like, one of them, I believe, was it the L.A. Times guy or was it the athletic guy? Well, one of the guys that reported Chip Kelly's likely to be out at the end of the season, like, it was not, you know, a hot take artist. Like, I, I considered it to be a, a news person. I don't feel like that, yeah. I don't feel like that resonated at all. And, like, that kind of took me by surprise. Well, I, th- I think it was a little flimsy, uh, the reporting on it. I mean, I, I don't want to say it was. Yeah, no, uh, it, it wasn't like he's been fired. Like, it, it, I thought the guy wrote it in a way that protected him, but in the same in the same fashion, like I thought he was writing, like he's getting fired. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Jeffrey. So last night while I'm watching, uh, well, at halftime of Kansas and Kentucky in the Champions Classic. Uh, I started working up my Chip Kelly is fired pre-write yeah. for Sunday. Because if they lose to USC, and I'm on this Sunday, so I missed this last Sunday's insanity, uh, but, but I, 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 my turn is coming this Sunday. And uh, so I went ahead and pre-wrote Chip Kelly. And my takeaway as I went through the archives there was that when he was the offensive coordinator and head coach at Oregon, he ran something innovative, something that college football was not used to, something that required the entire sport to adjust. Well, now the substitution rules have changed. Linebackers are, are smaller and faster than they were 15, 20 years ago when Chip Kelly made his money. And, oh, the game has passed him by to a certain extent. So I feel it's a similar situation with Jimbo. I mean, he was great when he had great quarterbacks, but look at the quarterbacks he had at Texas A&M. They weren't great. And so uh, that's, I think, ultimately what his downfall was and. I, I think they need to go young. I think they need some, some authenticity, some energy, uh, somebody with a real, a real scheme that can actually go in there and, and, and build that program back up. I think also you see with Kelly, like, I, I don't think it's bad scheme. It's to your point. It's, but it's not unique anymore. You know, people are, you know, 70% of college is running some version of kind of, of what he's doing. But I think the other thing that really stood out to me at UCLA, it's like, you start to realize, like, okay, Oregon isn't the best job in the country, but it's a pretty darn good one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get really good players at Oregon, and we're seeing that, and it's like at UCLA. Well, does that job change? Do either of those jobs change now that they're going to – I mean, they're, they're going to be Big Ten jobs next year. Mm-hmm. I think the UCLA yeah, – UCLA think they're going to do? Like, I think the like, UCLA job gets worse, but I, I yeah. think Oregon, honestly, of the four schools that are going to the Big Ten, the one that I've got the most faith in to, to – compete at the you know the highest levels Oregon 
Yeah, because Oregon on the lines of scrimmage, Oregon on the lines of scrimmage looks like a, a like a legitimate team. Yeah, no doubt. And gosh, Dan Lanning has been forceful about the fact that he's staying at Oregon to the point where like I actually believe him. Uh, which is I, I, I'm with you because um, like yet that was Calkins' question to me yesterday. It was like, believe it or not, and it's like normally when I hear that, I roll my eyes. I believe Dan Lanning. I'm with you. I do. I do too, man. And just think about how great that that Memphis staff was five or six years ago. I just it's can't crazy. get over it sometimes. It's I mean, crazy. They had Norvell as the head coach. You had Kenny, Kenny Dill- the- At one point, Kenny Dillingham was technically the OC, even though Mike was still calling plays. Kenny he- was the Norvell clone. Yes. Then you had, I mean, Silverfield was the O-line coach slash assistant head coach. Dan Lanning was the linebackers coach slash recruiting coordinator. You had Will Hall was the tight ends coach, the Southern Miss head coach. Um right. Scott Simons, who's yeah. now the defensive coordinator for SMU this week, was on that staff for a year or two. Um, the coach at was North, North Arizona. Uh, yeah, Lam- yeah, yeah. Lambo. Lam- no, well, Pete Lembo was yeah. on the staff. I don't know if he was on the staff at the same time as Lanning, but um, you had Pete Lembo, former Ball State head coach. Now the I think he's at South Carolina. I think the special yeah, teams coordinator. Right. But yes, Chris uh, Ball, the Chris defensive Ball, yeah. coordinator, is now the Northern Arizona head coach. Although that was one of those, uh, that was, uh, thank you, Northern yeah, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> now Mike doesn't have to fire yes, him type exactly. of deals. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a loaded st- it was a loaded staff. Norvell had along those same yeah. lines, though. Cobb, what would you do if you're Mississippi State? Because I think that I think that it's a very, I think they're in an interesting spot because I think, you know, I I, I think they made the right call on Arnett. I would still say yeah. they shouldn't have hired him in the first place, but I I applaud them for not sticking it out for the sake of sticking it out. Like, it was obvious right now it wasn't working. Pull the plug. I applaud them on that. It still feels like maybe a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, I, what, what, what would you do if you were Mississippi State right now? Well, either go back to the air raid because Arnett moved away from the air raid, even though he had an air raid roster. And then, if, it, if not that, if you don't want to go air raid, then bring in Danny Chadwell. Because Jamie Chadwell runs a unique option-oriented style that is difficult to prepare for that has not been widely replicated across college football. And I think that makes so much more sense than trying to go get Glenn Schumann, the defensive coordinator at Georgia. Because what's the blueprint that Glenn Schumann knows or that Mississippi State fans would want him to run? Oh, yeah, be the next Kirby Smart, a good coordinator who uh, gets his own program and builds a beast. You can't do that at Mississippi State. So you need somebody who's unique, who's difficult to prepare for. I can't stand it when people say, Jamie Chadwell's never never coached in the Power Five before. Well, you know who else has never coached in the Power Five before? Urban Meyer. Hugh Freeze. Uh, Urban Meyer. The list goes on. Two that come to mind right there who went on to do excellent things. I mean, in Hugh's case, he had been at, at Briarcrest and Lambeth and did one year at Arkansas State, right? And then he gets uh, – He was the coordinator at Arkansas State, then he might have uh, stab, stabbed old Roberts in the back. I mean, right. And so it's like, well, who cares that he's never been a Power 5 coach before? He's now done it for you at Liberty, too. But how about this? Uh, Liberty pays Chadwell a million dollars more per year I know. Than, what, uh, than what Zach Arnett made this year. That, that, that blew my mind when I found that out. Well, the other thing I like about Chadwell – Hey, he's also got some Mississippi ties. He was Delta State's coach for one year. Mm. Wasn't super How successful. It? Wasn't super successful. But uh, he, he was there. definitely in the same recruiting pool at Delta State. But it also, 
it also doesn't strike me as the offense is quarterback dependent. Like we know Grayson McCall's a, a, a poor guy got got absolutely filleted in the year, but you know we see it at Liberty like they're still putting up they're still putting up the same numbers. It's not it's not you got to have a certain type of quarterback. It seems like it, he can figure it out. I'm with you. I, I think that makes the most sense. I do think that that's an interesting question, though, that you point Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Out. Both Michigan State and Mississippi State strike me as being in similar situations in that, yeah, you might be able to get the money to go try and get some guy who's going to make a splash, but I don't know if that's the right move for you at this moment. Both of oh, them are in the same – like, like Michigan State, like – they're going to overthink this and not go hire the Toledo coach, but that's what they should do. They should go hire the Toledo coach. God, do you have the candle, Gene? Uh, no, I mean, I, I just don't trust Mac head coaches. I just mm. feel like that's that's a tough sell. But they're going to overthink it and get someone else. They're not going to go get the Toledo coach. I know this. Well, here, gamblers, yeah. gamblers are not a Jason Candle fan. Mm, gotcha. Well, I'll say this. If, if Texas A&M gets cute and Texas A&M overthinks it, and tries to go for the splashy hire, and they leave Jeff Trailer available, Michigan State should go hire Jeff Trailer because, to me, he's kind of like a program builder. He's kind of somebody who can – I know he doesn't have the ties up there like he does in the state of Texas, but he's kind of – he could do for Michigan State what I think like what uh, Chris Kleiman has done at Kansas State or what Lance Leipold has done at Kansas. He's just a good coach, right? And so I think I think sometimes we overthink these hires. We put too much on the on the headline, on the name, on the buzz on the ability to immediately sell season tickets based off the, off the name and off the resume when sometimes there's just good coaches sitting there right in front of you who uh, you, you don't consider because uh, they haven't coached at, at a certain brand or whatever, and I, I think that's silly. So another name that's obviously generating some buzz right now is Rhett Lashley. Because of, of what about what, Willie Fritz? Is Willie Fritz out now? Is he, like, is he, like, he turned down he wouldn't take the he didn't take the Georgia Tech job last year because I guess the money wasn't quite right, the – resources weren't cut quite right, but the guy just keeps winning it too late. I know he's older, but that's another one that strikes yeah, I mean, me as, like, he's kind of right there for Mississippi State, and, like, they're going to overthink it and not, not hire him. 
Yeah, the entire top third of the AAC is, you know, kind of under consideration right now. I mean, I, I think Fritz has been I've, – I've heard his name mentioned with association to uh, to Mississippi State. Um, yeah, Rhett Lashley is one I hadn't thought about or really heard about. Well, because honestly, though, Mark and I were talking about this. This is not meant to be – like, I know State fans were like, this is an Ole Miss guy saying this. I think I'd rather have the SMU job being the one Texas school in the ACC than – trying to go do it from the ground up at Mississippi State. Because while SMU's roster is not ready, like they're not going to go toe-to-toe with Florida State, in the in the level that they're going to be expected to compete, they're going to be just fine. They can go 7-5 and five Yeah, in the they, they can be. They can go, be, they can go, into, they can go play Virginia they can be Tech w- and Wake win a Forest game. Wake Forest adjacent. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. But, uh, yeah, Georgia no, Tech adjacent. Like, I and. We've already seen ever since they've been announced in the ACC. So you don't think this is going to, for them, you don't think it's going to be, I mean, like, we watched UCF, Houston, and um, I think that they're, Cincinnati really struggle in the Big 12. Again, I'm not saying they are going to compete for the ACC. But, but what, those teams have been, like, bottom of the barrel in the Big 12. I think what year. we're seeing in the Big 12 is the Big 12s, like, maybe they don't compete at the highest end of the sport, but they're all pretty good football teams. What we see in the ACC, and Cobb, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the the second half of the ACC is just not all that compa- all that competitive uh, at all. Well, Lashley could take SMU and be beating Virginia and Boston College yeah. tomorrow and Virginia Tech and, and, and on down the list. Yeah, so I think it would be easier to win in the ACC at SMU. I mean, look how quickly Elko got it turned around. Absolutely. That's, that's phenomenal. That's why you should be under consideration for Texas A&M. So, yeah, I get that. I, I feel like SMU and the ACC, you're going to have a better record if you're a good coach than you will at Mississippi State in the SEC. I mean, we, Mississippi State fans just have to understand, and, and so do a lot of other fan bases in the, in the league, that life just gets more difficult now. Uh, maybe you can argue Maybe you can argue that for the SEC West teams, uh, there will be a bit more refuge or cushion now, right, because you'll get some of those East teams a little bit more frequently. But – all that, by and large, I don't think Mississippi State's outlook improves uh, by any stretch. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, Texas coming to the conference, and you know, it's like State and Ole Miss. Like you know, Ole Miss is East, rest in peace the Vanderbilt series. I mean, I will remember you, but it's like State's always got Kentucky, and you know, it's yes, you're 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 getting out of the West, but you're also adding Texas and Oklahoma, and then also if you lose. If they go to a nine, whenever, whenever they finally go to the nine-game conference schedule, and you've only got three non-cons, like that job gets really, really harder and harder. Yeah, no doubt. But I think Mississippi State, they, they have a standard now that Dan Mullen set, which is we're going to be a perennial bowl team and we're going to cycle up every couple of years. And you don't think they'll just go? Re- why don't they just go rehire Dan Mullen? I don't know if he wants to do it. I mean, I, it would be. I, I would love it. I think it would make a lot of sense. I think he could do a really good job. But I mean, does, does history, Dan Mullen want that? History may not be kind to Mullen's time at Florida, but history is going to be very kind to Mullen's time at and why, State. Don't you don't want to ruin that, if you will? Well, it's not even necessarily that. Like it potentially a, ruin it. A he seems to be having a blast doing TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son's like an elite golfer, and he okay. travels like with him, and. I don't know. I mean, he's got a dump truck full of cash. Like, I think that's kind of what we're also seeing with these coaches. It's like, especially now in this era where it's like even more, the recruiting stuff is even more intense with the portal and the the de- the deadlines that are in place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're literally about to reach like December. Sounds like 
like just an awful time to be a college football coach. Oh, well, just an awful time. To yeah, be I mean in November too, because you've got games that matter while you're trying to recruit. Yeah. Well, Dan Mullen, as a head coach, he could do something cutting edge, like what we started to see on the college basketball side with a lot of these blue blood programs where they hire a general manager to uh, work on a lot of the NIL stuff. Like if Dan Mullen's going to get back into the game in this era, he needs to be a coach and and hire a GM and and a player personnel staff that's actually equipped to go out and evaluate and, and recruit and negotiate NIL stuff or whatever. Cause I mean, that would, that was his downfall of Florida. Like, like if he can get a sweetheart deal like that, where it's like basically just, hey, I'm I'm just the coach, right? Mm-hmm. Then like that's his path back to college football. But there's so much other stuff in this era that I'm with y'all. Why would he want to leave the TV booth uh, to go and do it? Yeah, I think you're right. At some of these, at some of these jobs that don't recruit themselves, I'm doing. If I'm if I'm in charge of the hiring, I'm doing one of two things. I'm either hiring the guy that is going to motivate my money people to max out. You know, whoever that mm-hmm. may be. Like you know, you look at it. We can all make the Mac Brown jokes. There's one thing that Mac clearly is elite at. It is elite at getting the people that matter in North Carolina to believe in Mac and get him get him some players. So it's like it's either do that or I'm with Cobb. Like you got to go find like whoever the scheme guy is. Like that that's that's your path. Like you got to run a unique scheme, understand that yeah, maybe you're not winning a national title, but you know what? You can you can easily go 8 and 4 every single year and make a ton of money. Yep. yep. No, that's it. That's Mississippi State's path. Don't try to be. Don't try to be Alabama light. Don't try to be Georgia light. Don't don't go try to hire the former Kirby or, or former Saban assistant. We've seen it tried too many times. It's only worked once, times. right? Like, am I missing? It works with Kirby because also Kirby's a Georgia boy. Like, much to the whole point of max out your your money, people. Like, that's a big reason why it worked. But everywhere else that's tried to do the Saban disciple. At a lesser job, like it just hasn't worked. Uh, it's it, it's it's a difficult system to replicate unless you are elite of the elite in terms of resources and backing. Mississippi State is not, but it doesn't mean they can't be good. The beauty of the twelve team era is that teams and programs like Mississippi State can can get in the mix. It's not going to be every year; it might be once a decade. But once a decade, Mississippi State can fans can realistically hope to compete for a college football playoff spot moving forward, and, and, and I love that. Never forget who was the first ever number one in the college football <laughs> right. playoff rankings. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of which, real quick before we let you go, Cobb, what did you any, – any thoughts on last night's rankings? Georgia moves up to number one, otherwise stays relatively the same as it's been the past few weeks. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of – wild to realize how they evaluate those victories over Missouri and Ole Miss. Cause like in my mind, I'm like, Oh yeah, they, they beat Missouri and Ole Miss. What's the big deal. But, but, but clearly, uh, the, well, the Missouri regards- seems like it's benefiting from the fact that the committee wanted to make sure that they were able to justify Georgia's move up to number one. So they moved Missouri you into know a top though? 10 I'm team. Gonna, I'm going to take up for Mizzou here. They look like a top 10 team to you. Wouldn't you agree right now, Cobb? Like they passed the eye test right now. Yeah, they do. They do. They really do. They're both sides of the football now. It, they, I mean, Schrader, Burden, Brady Cook, man, they're, they're balling out the defense to hold Tennessee to, uh, you know, single digits. That's insane. So they're, 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 they are the real deal. I mean, I wish they could have that LSU game back because we would be talking about That makes Missouri two of us. A, you know, well, one loss uh, team in the CFP, maybe. I don't know. But still, even the fact that they're in the New Year's Six conversation, pretty wild. And what if? 
it will Eli, Eli Drinkwitz's stock ever be higher than it is this season with mm. a, a, a ten win team at Missouri. I'm just saying if Texas A and M goes over five on their top candidates, how far down the list is, is Mr. Eli Drinkwitz? That's just something to think about. That'd be a terrible the, hire. I I don't know, man. That's a guy that would that's a guy that would lean into the gimmick. <laughs> Oh, he would. He would. That's yeah. true. Oh my! Like when, whenever I saw Kiffin's name, I was like, "Listen, Kiffin may leave Ole Miss. It ain't gonna be freeing him." Now, unless they just oh. throw like, "Here's two hundred million dollars." Like, well, you know, what I mean, like, there's always everyone has a price, but like, I, I've just never bought that. You know, Lane Kiffin is adaptable. He's lived and coached all over the nation, but I just can't see the man wearing cowboy boots. He also like doesn't, you know. He's adaptable in the sense of like he he's like kind of a chameleon, but like it's why the I think in the end the Auburn thing kind of fell apart. It's like he's not gonna lean into that gimmick. Like his the like Ole Miss allows him like they've made his dog a mascot. You know what I mean? Like he gets to do whatever he wants there, and it's just not a lot of places that it, that's gonna offer him that. But you know, I I, I digress. Oh, well. Well, Juice would show up at, at College Station and immediately get in a fight with the with the collie with with Miss Reveille, whatever Her Majesty yeah. the Queen. Yeah, although I think that's a good dog. I think she's a good dog. Yeah, she's no she's no Smokey, but she's a good dog cop. Yeah, not not as good as Juice though. Juice no. goes and gets the teeth. no. Juice goes and gets the there's when you do the math that dog's like there's like five thousand dollars uh, in that dog. Like, oh, it's insane how much money they've spent on him. Uh, All right, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks, Cobb. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was David Cobb covers college basketball and college football for CBSSports.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.